Hi, and welcome to the Rabin New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. The Lord this morning. I tell you, we had a, a crowd here this morning, and it's, I tell you, it's always good to see uh, a group of people filling up God's house. I tell you, it was a beautiful sight. Uh, some of us, uh, most of us, if not all of us, have been affected by this uh, quarantine. I tell you, whenever you separate yourself from others and you don't get to see people, it uh, you know, it kind of messes with your head just a little bit. But thank, thank the good Lord that you're never separated from Him. He's always available. He's always just a hand reach away from you at all times. We want to remember uh, the ones that were affected by COVID. want to remember... Uh, those that have uh, lost their life during the uh, during this battle with this virus, you know, uh, <clears throat> I had a guy tell me today over over at the house. He was uh, my son-in-law's dad. Uh, I hadn't seen it personally, but uh, he said uh, the locust over in India had taken over the uh, a whole entire city over at the locust had. You know, it's just like just like the Bible's written, ain't that right? Just like the uh, the plagues that are upon the earth, he told us, he gave us he gave us word that we were going to ha- have to uh, go through pestilences and all different kind of uh, trouble and situations, didn't here in the end times. So I don't know about you, but I'm thinking we're getting pretty close. We're getting pl- pretty close to the coming of the Lord, you know. And it pays to be ready. It pays to be ready. Uh, keep your mind upon the Lord at all times, because you never know. Whenever he's going to look at Gabriel and he's going to say, I've had enough. Go get them. And, you know, it can happen just that quick. You know, because they say the word says that a thousand years is as one year to us. A thousand years with the Lord. That's that's pretty fast. That's pretty quick, isn't it? But anyway, uh, thank you again for coming out tonight. I want to start with some prayer requests tonight. If you have any spoken prayer requests you'd like to be made known tonight. Brother Jimmy, Jimmy and Cadillac. Yeah, I know what you're finna say. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yep. Sister Ron. God's got a situation in control. You just tell her to put it in God's hands, Sister Ron. Any other prayer requests? Sister Betty? Amen. Remember those. All our lost loved ones. Sister Lisa? Yeah, Brother Chris and his leg. I want to pray for Brother Eric. I know you didn't mention, but Brother Eric, pray for him as well. Get through his situation. Pray for Brenda. Brenda, amen. Amen. Yep. You put it in his hands and he'll come through for you. Any other prayer requests tonight? Yes, all the frontline people, first responders, um, all those people. You know, it's it's very, very, very uh, touchy situation. The virus spreads uh, quickly and uh, it can spread easily, you know. But you know what? Our Lord spreads easily as well. I know you can rub a little bit of it off on somebody, and you should every time you get in contact with them. Let a little bit of it rub off of you. Let the love of the Lord rub off, right? 
Well, unspoken requests by the raising of your hands. I tell you, let's all stand tonight and get a hold of God and invite him into our service tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, we thank you for all you've done. God, seeking God, your way you brought us, God. God, we pray for every one of these requests tonight. God, we know a lot of these prayers that need to be met. We know, God, that you're the one that can fix it for us tonight. You're the only one that can fix it. You're the only hope tonight, God. God, we love you, God. All these names have been called out, God, spoken and unspoken tonight. We pray you'll intervene, God, and meet the needs, God, of your people tonight. Lord, we, we ask that you'll look over this Well, amen. Um, Y'all grab one of those red bag handles in front of you. You're going to have Trina coming up. She's going to be singing when he put a little sunshine in. And truly, whenever you got saved, he put that sunshine down in your heart. Page 78. All the world is bright and cheery, and I'm singing every day. In the place of burdens dreary, I sing a joyful lay. For he put a ray of gladness where the sorrow once had been. Since Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, Heart on a piece, and he put a little. 
Jesus took my heart all to pieces and he put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces and he put a little sunshine in, he put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory and took away my doubt and sin. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, Praise the Lord. You know, some sometimes for Jesus to be able to put that little bit of sunshine in, I think we spoke of it this morning. You got to make yourself vulnerable. You got to open your heart unto the Lord and let it. You know, in 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 order for Him to even enter your heart, you gotta. You know, it's very important that you open yourself up and say, Lord, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. I mean, you're you're right and I'm wrong, and just invite Him into your heart and. And you, you'll see the evidence of him being in your heart because it'll shine on your face and you'll, you'll be like a bright shining star. And truly, he'll put a little sunshine in if you'll let him. Continue to worship with Brother Rick as he sings, Carry Me Home. The revival was over. He was the last one to leave. He walked to his car in the dark and took out his keys his old ragged bible he placed on the seat by his side prayed out loud to the lord and started to drive carry me Jesus carry me home Lord I've done my best now you do the rest carry me home carry me Jesus carry me home I kept the faith, I finished my race, it carried me home. Week after week, year after year, this went on. Thousands were saved, many touched, then he was gone. But a friend of mine told me he was there by his bed. He said, you should have heard the last words that old preacher said. Carry me, Jesus. Carry me home. Lord, I've done my best, now you do the rest, and carry me home, carry me, Jesus, carry me home, Lord, I kept the 
first time I heard that song, I had to play it for my wife. Yeah, I, I was in tears whenever uh, I heard it. Um, don't know, I can't remember uh, the gentleman that, that kind of made that song famous. Brother Rick does does a good job on it. Um, but I thought about my pastor whenever I heard that song. You know, he used to travel all over the uh, southeast here. He was an evangelist. And I know y'all remember that days, those days whenever he did travel. You know, uh, it reminded me a lot of him. Reminded me a lot of a lot of us. We we traveled a lot with him. We traveled and sang with him, and uh, and worshiped with him as well. And I I thank him for that. You know I think that that helped develop him into the man that he is right now. I know it did, and uh, I know God's gonna bless you one day for what you did for him, for reaching out to the, I mean thousands thousands of people, different churches all over the place. You know, and I I thank God for all those evangelists. I thank God for all those people that do that. Y'all continue to worship. Brother Willie's going to sing a new song for us here tonight. Don't let me cross over God's mercy line. Don't let your spirit speak the last time. I have prayed and you have conquered this storm in my mind. Don't let me cross over God's mercy line. Lord, I'm giving, living in darkness. I'm walking in chains. I've tried to repent for 
Lord, I can't seem to change. Oh, Satan is using my body and my mind. Don't let me cross over God's mercy line. Lord, I know there's a deadline that I'll have to face. Amen. I know that I'm bringing my Lord to disgrace. But if I could just pray through these shackles of sin, I promise to never serve Satan again. Thank you, Lord. I know that I am new. My final hour. I feel the presence of death-seizing power. I've tried and I've pleaded, but no over God's mercy line. You know, uh, there's a lot of different things that uh, a lot of different sins uh, that can separate you. Every sin can separate you from the love of God. But as we all know, there's some sins that's just a little bit worse than others. And top of the list is blasphemy of the of the Holy Ghost. You know, that's that's kind of a real no-no right there. And uh, you know, you hear people. You hear people all the time doing it, believe it or not. You know, if they don't believe in Jesus, you're kind of blaspheming the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? You don't believe in Him. You don't believe in the Holy Spirit. But, you know, in those situations, I think you come very close to crossing over the mercy line. You know, the Bible says that that he, His Spirit will not dwell with us always. His Spirit's going to leave us. He's going he's gonna to withdraw His Spirit from this old world one of these days. And, you know, there's going to be a... That's when the uh, mercy line will be established for sure. Uh, you know, there's, I know there's many times in my my uh, early uh, adolescence, whenever I I probably got real close close to crossing the mercy line. You know, but thank thank the Lord, I had a praying grandmother, a group of praying grandmothers, and and a group of people that was saying prayers for me. 
or maybe I would have crossed over that mercy line. And I and I know we could go all over this house tonight, and you could say, well, Brother Kevin, I've been there too. You know, I've been close to that mercy line. You know, why would God send his son, his only son, for me? Why would he do that? Have you ever questioned that? Have you ever really, really just questioned that? You know, I'm not worthy. Neither, none of us was worthy. None of us, no, not one of us was ever worthy for him to give his only begotten son for us. But thank the Lord that he did. Thank the Lord that he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. He really did. I tell you, it's, you'd have to really put it in perspective, you know. Take your firstborn son, your only born son, and send him to die for a group of people that really hated him, despised him, spit on him, called him names, mocked him, when all he ever did was heal the blind, heal the sick. And he carried the message. He carried the message. Thank God that he did. Thank God that he... He, uh, he saved us. Thank God that he, he heard our prayers. Thank God that he forgave our sins. Because I know I put a lot of sins in that cup. Put a lot of sins in that cup. But you know, he, uh, he did it anyway. He fulfilled, he fulfilled the covenant. I know he didn't want to. I know he got tough. You know, they said whenever he prayed in the garden that his tears became as great drops of blood. You know, I've, I've prayed and I've been very intense when I've prayed about some situations. But I don't know if I've ever prayed that hard where my, my tears became great and my sweat became as drops of blood. You know, he meant business. He came to this world. He meant business when he came. He had a mission. He didn't fail his mission. He, he carried it through. And thank God. Thank God. He saved all of us. He saved all of us by doing that continue to worship with us i feel the presence of the holy spirit i feel his holy presence with us tonight he wants to help somebody tonight sister renee sister betty gonna be singing for us tonight hold to god's unchanging hand and truly his hand is unchanging thank you lord jesus Everybody can turn to page 358 and sing this with us. This song has been on my mind for a couple of days now. Um, we truly need to be holding to God's unchanging hand with everything that's going on in the world today. I mean, it's a mess. It is a mess. And it's, it's everything. It's everything. And the last week or so, I just had something to come up that just kind of just took the breath right out from under me and um you know I told mom about it and I've been praying about it and I don't know it just I was like God I, I need help with this and a co-worker um texts me Saturday morning and she's like can you call me I, I want to talk to you I I figured it was about switching a shift which normally what it is and she called, uh, I called her and she said, the Lord woke me up this morning to pray for you. She said, I don't know what's going on. She said, I know you got a lot going on with your husband, but he woke me up this morning to pray for you. And so I just broke and I began to share with her what, what I was about to face. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. And um, she was, she just, she said, my goodness, Renee, she said, you just can't catch a break. She said, you need to see it. You need to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And as soon as she said that, it's just like something just hit me in the face. I do have a light at the end of the tunnel. I have a light, and Amen. it's Jesus. That's right. and, and why am I stressing over this anyway? Whenever I serve a God that's bigger than that situation. And I told her, I said, Rhonda, thank you for calling me. I said, thank you. And she said, well, you're welcome. She said, um, now you sound excited. I said, I am. I said, because I needed you to remind me who I serve. And God's got this, and I'm just not going to worry about it anymore. She said, well, I'm glad I obeyed the Lord. I said, I'm glad you did too. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, you might be facing something tonight that nobody knows. Maybe something has has crossed your path this week or last week or last month that has just about took the very life, the very breath out of you. But just keep holding to God's unchanging hand because he always has something better for us. And he always works out our problems. Maybe not like the way we want it worked out, but he always works it out. Thank you, Lord. What key you want, Mama? Trina, can you come up here and help her, please? Thank you, Lord Jesus. She's already grabbing her throat. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> we got two of them up there grabbing their throat. <laughs> I'm trying to clear. Uh, we'll get through it. Okay. Everybody, everybody help them. Time is filled with sensation. Not a birth on who can stand. Feel your hope on things eternal. 
That should be the only thing that you think about is holding to God's unchanging hand. Because he's been the same God for thousands of years. He's been the same God yesterday. He'll be the same God today. And he'll be the same God tomorrow. His hand is ever unchanging. You know, as long as you depend upon him and in your time of need and, and you ask God to help you, he, he's going to be there. Jesus will be there. He'll be walking right there with you. You know, like Brother Bubba says, he... He always says he's the perfect gentleman. He'll never force himself into the situation. He only comes whenever you invite him. But if you look around and you say, Lord, go with me right here, he'll, he'll, he'll put his hand in yours. And like I said, that hand is unchanging. He's the same God. He's the same God that he was for your grandmother. He's the same God he was for your, for your mother and your father. He's that same God. He's, he's always unchanging. You know, if you just keep your mind upon him in your situation and in your time of need, he'll he'll step into your situation. 
like I said, if you ask him, he'll step right in there. We're going to go ahead and continue the service tonight. I want you to raise your hands right now, and I want you to you to ask, ask the Lord to, to anoint Brother Tony tonight. I ask right now, Lord Jesus, God, if you'll just ask, touch Brother Tony right now, Lord. Hide him behind the cross right now, Lord Jesus, God. Lord, touch him right now, Lord Jesus, God. Look, preach him like a man from another world right now, Lord God. We're believing upon your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. It's uh, good to be here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for the worship. Praise it has gone up. Amen. Tonight, and uh, it's good to be in God's house. And bear with me a moment. Praise the Lord. Thank God for what he's done for us and uh, being here with us today and uh, in this service, amen, this morning as, as well as tonight. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to testify just for a minute and before we get into it. And uh, I'm going to uh, ask God to, amen, touch us through the remainder of this service tonight. But uh, I uh, was here, was it last Wednesday? Was it last Wednesday or last Sunday? Uh, night, I can't even remember now. I think it was Sunday night, um, but uh, I've been struggling with some back problems and and um, hurting in my back, my side, and uh, it's really been giving me some fits. And uh, and uh, asked for uh, I was going to ask for prayer. I sat back in the back about where Sister Ron is tonight in uh, that particular service. I remember and uh, I tapped to sitting in the back, and I there was a lot. He just. The spirit was moving on me. It's like I need to go up and ask for prayer, and uh, and I was like, well, you know, it's getting toward the end of service, and you know, maybe we'll see how the Lord moves, and maybe I'll maybe I'll jump up there. But uh, as I walk, begin to walk out, as as uh, Brother Bob began to close the service, Tapta said, you need to go up there and get prayer. I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and so uh, it did, and uh, y'all laid hands on me and prayed for me, and uh, Brother Bubba, it was almost immediately. Uh, I felt I felt a change. Uh, in my body, I, I, it was it was literal. And Tapley could tell you, it was it was immediately after that. I don't know if it was a kidney stone or kidney problem or whatever the case may be, uh, but it was almost I could tell something happened uh, almost immediately there. And uh, it's still been still been giving me a little bit uh, of fits here and there, but it's not near what it was. Amen. It feels like Amen. God's moving. I'm just going to believe He's going to continue. Amen. To go ahead and move it out completely. I, I believe He's going to do that, and I'm going to trust Him for that. Uh, tonight, I mean, a lot of times, Brother Bo would probably say the same thing. Uh, a lot of times, when you get when you get into the anointing and you get to preaching and you get into worship of God, uh, things happen and you don't even realize they're happening at the moment. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to pray God to do that tonight. Amen. Go into if you got something, Amen, in your body tonight, as Brother Kevin was saying earlier. I mean, just go ahead, Amen. Get in there, let God do a work in your life, Amen. Tonight, He wants to do something for somebody. Amen. Tonight. Amen. Go ahead and release it. Sometimes when we let, amen, the praises go up. Amen. The old timers used to say the power comes down. Amen. I believe that will happen. Amen. For us. I'm going to get right on into it tonight. Amen. Acts chapter number 19, if you have your Bibles. Uh, Acts chapter number 19. We're going to continue on this uh, kind of thought or idea that we had this with the, with the kind of the uh, subject of today being Pentecost Sunday, and really kind of continuing on with with the thought that we had 
um, last time we ministered and uh, just talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost and Him wanting to breathe on us and God's power moving in our lives. And I'm going to continue on with that thought. And there, there's an example here in Acts chapter number 19 of um, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and, and God moving in some lives. And, and I want to study through that. I'm going to talk through that uh, tonight. So Acts chapter number 19, we're going to read verses 1 through 7. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. I want to focus in and kind of hone in on uh, part of verse number two there. Uh, when, when Paul meets up with these, these 12 individuals, these 12 disciples uh, in Ephesus, he asks them a, a very important question. I'm going to ask us that question uh, tonight as well as we get into this service. But he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe. That's going to be a subject of our message tonight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you and praise you uh, for the opportunity to be here tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, to strengthen me, God, in body as well as spirit, God, and anoint me, God, to preach. God, a message you've laid upon my heart, God, tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, God, to give me, uh, God, the voice, give me the strength, give me the help, Lord, tonight. I can't do anything without you, God. I need you in my life, God. I, I can do all things, though, through Christ who strengthens me, and I'm asking for that strength right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. There was something here, the Ephesians, uh, the, these 12 individuals specifically in Ephesus, uh, they had something going on in their life. They had an incomplete relationship with Jesus Christ and an incomplete understanding of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and who the Holy Ghost uh, is and what He wanted to do in their lives. But I want you to notice uh, there in verse number 1, uh, as the Bible describes it here, it gives us a, a man by the name of Apollos, uh, who's with Paul and uh, is teaching here in this area. And uh, uh, if you really back up in chapter number 18, it kind of gives you a little bit of an understanding uh, what's even going on in Apollo's life. I believe it's uh, Aquila and Priscilla. There were two uh, who, who knew the, the Word of God. They knew uh, uh, the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they knew it clearly. And Apollos was teaching, and he was, he was preaching, and he was leading. And, and they come to him and begin to listen and said, you know what, you got, you got somewhat of an understanding of, of the Word of God. You got somewhat of an understanding of grace and, and, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, but uh, you don't know it perfectly. You don't know it completely. And so they taught Apollos uh, more perfectly, more um, 
uh, uh, given him a better understanding uh, of the gospel so that when he taught, when he preached, uh, he, had a, he had a good understanding of what he was talking about and what he was doing. He wasn't leading people astray. He wasn't missing points. I mean, he was, he was teaching in the way that, that Jesus would have him to do. And so as we get in here to, to chapter number 19, uh, it's kind of a similar situation. There's apparently some things going on uh, in Ephesus, and these 12 men are an example of it, that they had an incomplete understanding and an incomplete relationship I mean, with Jesus Christ. And, and so uh, even though they're called disciples, and there's some people that are argue both directions here, some will say, well, these were already believers. They were already saved. They had come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because they're called disciples. And so they must be disciples of Jesus. But uh, some would argue then, uh, well, well, perhaps they're, uh, because of what's said later about John's baptism, maybe they're just disciples of John. And that's what is being said here. Uh, it really doesn't matter either way. My, my opinion is, is that they knew something of Jesus. They knew uh, uh, something about the grace of God and uh, uh, about Jesus Christ, but it just wasn't uh, a complete understanding of it. And so uh, at, at the end of the day, though, for what we're going to talk about tonight. It really doesn't matter if they were disciples of John the Baptist still at this point, uh, or if they were disciples of Jesus Christ. Now you understand, John the Baptist is no longer alive. He, he was beheaded uh, in prison during Jesus's earthly ministry, uh, and so. But there were there were some that perhaps had carried on the tradition of John the Baptist, uh, and and, the, and they knew uh, there was a baptism of repentance that was to take place. They were going to be saved, uh, Amen, by a Messiah that was to come. But perhaps they had not uh, come to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is completely. And so Paul begins to sense there is something not quite right with these 12 individuals. There is something missing in their lives. And so he asks them this question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now that's going to give us a hint. We're going to see... <laughs> Uh, throughout this, amen, uh, we're going to kind of reemphasize this point. But the understanding uh, here is that regardless of what you, you understand by the word disciples here, is that at some point these men become believers in Jesus Christ. They are saved by grace. The, the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to their lives. And so Paul says, since you have believed, in other words, after you believe, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they respond, and what do they say? They say, we have not as much as even heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Goodness gracious, alive. And so uh, you understand there's, there's something not quite right uh, going on there. They, they've got an incomplete understanding here, and they need to know what's going on. And, and so Paul uh, certainly senses that. Perhaps it was uh, a discernment of the Spirit that gave Paul this. Uh, maybe it was something that they said or did. Regardless of what it was, I mean, Paul understands that he says, so uh, you, have you received this Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people out there today, amen, whether or not uh, they want to admit it, uh, there's some people out there, amen, they've perhaps heard of Jesus or they've heard of the Holy Ghost, they've heard of the Holy Spirit, amen, but they've not experienced it for themselves. There's a lot of people out there that know and understand what the Holy Spirit is, who He is, and what He's capable of doing in their lives. I mean, there's a lot of people who say, well, I don't want anything to do with that 
Pentecostalism stuff. Amen. Don't don't wrap me up in that. Amen. Just keep me in my nice little amen pew. Amen. And keep me. Amen. I'll stand up. Amen. Once in a while when the songs are sung and amen. I'll I'll say a prayer real quietly to myself. Amen. But don't get me up. Amen. And all this emotionalism and charismatic Pentecostalism. Amen. All these kind of things. Amen. But uh, amen. So there's a lot of people who know the Holy Spirit. They know what He's capable of doing, but they deny Him. They don't want anything to do with Him. Amen. There's a lot of people who says, I ain't even heard of whether there be a Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people who know who he is. They just don't want any of him. So Paul asked him, he said, unto what then were you baptized? And they responded unto John's baptism. As we said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. See, John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. If I got it, if I got it right, John was about six months older than Jesus. They were cousins. And John was picked by God to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, to be the one to go out and begin to preach the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus picked up right where John the Baptist began to leave off, and that was the first message that, John, that Jesus began to preach, is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so John's ministry was to point to the ministry of Jesus Christ. John pointed people to repentance in order to receive Jesus that was soon to come. But see, John understood something. He knew what his place was. He knew what his purpose was. Uh, and, and he knew that, that what he was doing was, was not the complete thing. It was not the full picture. It was not the complete gospel. It was not the complete power, amen, that Jesus was going to bring. He says in Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 11, John is telling those that he's baptizing in the river Jordan. There he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John said, I'm going to dunk you in water. Amen. And it's going to be a sign that, amen, you've repented of your sins, that you've turned them over to Jesus, that you've turned them over to God. Amen. That you want to change in your lifestyle and, and something has already taken place. It's the same picture, amen, that we get when we dunk somebody back here in the baptistry. Amen. It's something, there's a change that has already taken place in their life. They are baptized, amen, to show a symbolism that they are a different person. They're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. But there's something different that Jesus does for us uh, that John couldn't do for us, uh, that Brother Bubba, you can't do for us, uh, that I can't do for you, uh, that no other preacher, amen, can do for you, amen. Jesus uh, is the one that can baptize us uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, and uh, with fire, amen. He said there's some physical water uh, that you can get baptized in, but there's a spiritual fire uh, that's available to you uh, if you want it uh, that you can be baptized in, amen. And Jesus is the baptizer. Hmm. That's what John said. He said, he, Jesus, is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and with fire. Hallelujah. A lot of Christians today have an incomplete relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. See, head, head knowledge is not enough. There's a lot of people out there today who have a lot of head knowledge about the Word of God. They can quote scriptures. They can... They can recite the doctrines. They can repeat the statement of faith. Amen. They can tell you what brother so-and-so preached about last night on the television. 
Amen. They can, they can come up with all these things. Amen. They got a lot of head knowledge, uh, amen, about God and about the Holy Spirit and, uh, and about the doctrines of God. Amen. But they don't really have that one on one close personal relationship, amen, with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Being baptized in water is not enough. Brother Bubba's told us that I don't know how many times, right? Amen. He can dunk you until you drown. Amen. And you will, you will, not, uh, it will not save you. Amen. Reciting a prayer is not enough. It will not save you. You can say all the Hail Mary prayers or, amen, whatever you want to say. Amen. It is not going to save you in and of itself. It takes believing in your heart, accepting God's grace, receiving it by faith. Amen. Of what Christ has done for us. Really what it boils down to is what I said, the close, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. See, a lot of Christians, they, they've received the saving grace of Jesus Christ, but either they don't know or understand the person and the work of the Holy Ghost, or they try to deny the person or the work of the Holy Ghost in their lives. And so... I see, you, I see a lot of people, Brother Bubba, that, uh, amen, that, that I've seen it so many times where you can just, you can sense the presence of God. I've prayed for people until, uh, Brother Kevin mentioned earlier about praying until your sweat becomes as great drops of blood. I'm going to be honest with you. I've prayed for some folks, uh, amen, and, amen, in this church and, other, and elsewhere, amen, and I've laid hands on people who say, amen, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or I need this, or I want this from God, or amen, whatever the case may be, and I'm going to tell you, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, amen, until my shirt is soaking wet, amen, and uh, it just feels like I don't have any other ounce of strength in my body, amen, but amen, I can sense through the Spirit, Brother Bubba, I can feel, uh, amen, the moving of the Holy Ghost. He's all around, I mean, he's in the midst. Uh, I mean, he's all over them. I mean, he, he, he wants to move in their life. He wants to do something in their life. I mean, but I don't know. There's an obstacle. There's a, there's a hindrance. There's something that's stopping the move of God and the Holy Spirit, amen, from coming in and filling in. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe they're pushing back. Uh, maybe they really don't want it like they think they do. Maybe there's something that's holding it back. Uh, I don't know what it is, amen, but there's a lot of people out there today, amen, who just have not received and just not surrendered Amen. to what Jesus wants to do in our lives. Let me ask you this question tonight. Is there something missing in your relationship with God? If Brother Paul could amen, come back tonight to Raven New Testament Church and preach a message. Amen. If Paul were to come into this church tonight or wherever we are for watching this later. Would he sense some of the th same things that he sensed in Ephesus? And if he asked us that, this question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? How would you answer? How would you answer? Is there something missing in, in your relationship with God? Is there an incompleteness there? Is there something more that God has in store for you that you have not received yet. You say, well, hold on, Brother Tony. Amen. The, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost comes into our, our lives and, and dwells within our bodies. These temples, amen, become temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As soon as we're saved, as soon as, as, soon as we repent of our sins, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells. And He does. But there's more. Chapter number 19, verses 1 through 7, is just one of at least five examples in the book of Acts 
that describe to us an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a baptism of the Holy Ghost, a fullness of the Spirit, whatever terms that you want to use, that is subsequent to salvation. In other words, subsequent to it just means after, right? Amen. You get saved, and then this happens afterwards. And, and I'm going to show you, amen, how I believe that this is one example of that. I mean, we could go through the other five. We've done it in my Sunday school class, and amen, there may be some recordings out there. Go listen to them, amen, or amen, just Google it. I mean, it'll tell you there's, there's at least five of them there, amen, that'll give you a description of what takes place when the baptism of the Holy Spirit is poured out. Acts 2 is not uh, a complete list. There's, there's others as well. Acts chapter uh, number 9, Acts chapter number 10, amen, there's others, amen, in there as well that to give you an example of this. But look at what happens here and, and how this, this encounter is described with those in Ephesus. He says, first of all, in verse number 1, he finding certain disciples. Now, we've already talked about that, and you could argue away that they were disciples of John and they weren't really saved at this time. Amen. So I'll give you that one. So let's keep moving. Uh, he says, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, we haven't even heard of it. He said, what were you baptized in? They said, John's baptism. Uh, then, then Paul said, John baptized with repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, what should come after him, that's on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, listen to this, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you really think Paul would have baptized them in the name of Jesus if they were not already saved? No. I think Paul knew better. I think we know better. Amen. That's one of the first things you do. Somebody says, well, I want to be baptized. Well, unless I, unless I know you and know the experience that you've had, my first question is going to be, have you repented of your sins? Are you saved? Amen, because if not, we're just, I mean, we're just going to get you wet. That's all we're going to do. Amen. That's all, that's all it's going to happen. Might as well go jump in a pool somewhere. Amen. Or go jump in the creek or whatever. It's going to do you about as much good. I don't think Paul would have baptized these men in the name of Jesus if they were not already saved. So we agree to that point. So look at the next point. After this, then, he says, when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. See, there was an experience. There was something that took place in their lives that was subsequent to or after their salvation experience, after they were baptized in water, and after they had uh, come to a full knowledge of Jesus Christ and, and, and received forgiveness of their sins and all of those things. So regardless of how you want to argue verse number one, I think we can all agree, amen, on this statement, amen, they were saved before they went in the water. Amen. And when they came out of the water, uh, amen, they're coming up out of the water. I don't know how it happened. Uh, amen. Paul began to lay hands on them and pray. Uh, the Bible said the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was more than just a water baptism, uh, amen, that took place. Uh, it was a spirit baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost and fire, uh, amen, that came down uh, on those 12 individuals. Uh, and they began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave and began to prophesy in the name of the Lord. Amen. Paul, amen, at the beginning said, amen, have you received, amen, the Holy Ghost since you believe? Let me ask you the question tonight. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? 
Hallelujah. On Pentecost Sunday, amen, I hope you can say amen tonight. Yes, amen, I have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues since I believe. But if you're not able to say that tonight, if you can't say, maybe you have to say, amen, almost like these 12 individuals said, amen, I don't even know whether there be a Holy Ghost. I hope to God you can't, you don't have to say that. Brother Bubba's taught us a whole lot better than that. If you, if you attend New Testament church and you say that, hey man, meet me after church. We'll have a talk. Hey man, because somebody ain't following, somebody ain't listening. So take them to the ear doctor, that's right. Amen. We'll take them to all kind of doctors. I don't know what it's going to take. Amen. I don't think anybody here would say that. Perhaps there would be some out there in the world that would say that. They don't understand what is this Holy Ghost thing. They don't understand it. But we understand, amen, what it is. We've experienced it. You see, that's, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, amen, that, that, that talk against the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost specifically speaking in other tongues and, and, and those type of things. If you ask them, I would, I would, I would guess 100% of them, for the most part, maybe I'll say 99.99%, like Lysol, it's about 99.9%, right? Just about every single person that you would talk to that would say there is nothing to this baptism of the Holy Spirit thing, there is nothing to it, that ended with the apostles in, in the book of Acts, 99.99% of them, I almost guarantee you, if you ask them, they'd say they never experienced it. <laughs> now that that kind of seems kind of like what was used to say when I was young, duh, right? <laughs> but if they'd experienced it, if they'd experienced something to God and, and then come back and said, well, that, that's not quite right, that doesn't fit biblically, there's something else going on there, maybe I'd listen to them a little bit, <laughs> Amen. But they've had no experience in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But as I read through the Word of God, and as I talked about here a week or so ago, those, those few individuals in a, a little Bible college in Topeka, Kansas, who decided we're going to figure out, amen, around the turn of the century, 1900, early 1900s, we're going to figure out what this book of Acts is about. We're going to figure out what Acts chapter number 2 is about. We're going to see what's happening, amen, here in Acts chapter number 9 and 10, what's happening in Acts 11, what's happening in Acts here in Acts chapter number 19, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I mean, those even uh, Cornelius and his family, Gentiles, the first Gentiles that, I mean, the Holy Spirit has poured out into their lives. I mean, we're going to figure out what's going on with this thing. I mean, we're going to see, uh, is it real or is it not real? I mean, as they begin to pray and seek the Lord, I mean, they had an experience. They had an encounter. They had, amen, something inside of their lives that gave them the knowledge and gave them the experience to know, amen, is real. I've, I've tasted and seen that the Lord, He is good. I've said this many, many times. I know y'all get tired. Y'all get tired of hearing me say it, but it's all right. Amen. I remember. I would tap the remembers. It may actually have been. It may actually start a little bit before tap than I met. But uh, I remember being in that the corner right there. This church back on red carpet, uh, and uh, it, that carpet was old back in. But uh, I mean, I remember laying over there on that red carpet in the middle of a camp meeting. Actually, the youth services I believe would start at five o'clock. The the camp meeting services started at seven o'clock, and we would come in as the youth. 
uh, and there were several of us there, and uh, uh, they would have the youth service. And uh, I mean, I remember being in that corner right there, praying, seeking God, amen, in my life, and uh, had, had really surrendered to Him. I believe that. And uh, uh, for the first time, really, in my life, I had, I had really committed to God. I grew up in church. Dad was a preacher. Uh, man, I heard it. I was, I was one of those kids that had a drug problem. You know, my, my, my parents drugged me to church every time uh, the doors were open, and uh, that was the case. We didn't miss a camp meeting. Uh, I didn't miss a camp meeting service. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just what we did. But uh, I had never really committed myself to God in, in, in a service. I was probably back there where Brother Rufus is at right now, and uh, there were several of us sitting back there uh, at the time. I think it was uh, Heath Briars and a couple others uh, may have been back there with us. And uh, I remember being in a service, and there was a group of people there, and there was some young people that had come with this evangelist that was preaching there. And uh, uh, he came back on the, these, these young people did, uh, they came back on the pew that I was sitting there on, and they, and they began to talk to me and said, God told us to come back here and tell you, uh, you need to repent of your sins, you're lost, you're on your way to hell, you need to, you need to come on down. And I wasn't feeling it, you know what I mean? I, I didn't want to hear that at the time. I, I didn't want them bothering me. And so they really turned me off, amen, if you will, <laughs> amen, to the gospel message and, and maybe really push away further than, I, than I'd actually already done. Uh, but there was something that happened in the middle of one of those youth services one night. You see, I, di I didn't need, uh, amen, a couple individuals to come down there uh, and try to tell me and try to wrangle me down to the, to the altar that, so that they could count another, amen, number on the mark, say we got one more. Amen. I, I didn't need somebody to come down and tell me, uh, amen, that Jesus was real. I didn't need somebody to come try to drag me down to an old-fashioned altar. Amen. When the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit got a hold of my life, uh, amen, he did a change in me and he said, uh, I'll do the drawing. Uh, I'll do the asking. Uh, I'll do the saying, do you, will you come? And I, and I did. I surrendered. I gave my heart and life to Jesus Christ. And I remember sitting in this, this corner right here on my knees before God. And I'm going to tell you, brother, when the, when the Holy Spirit hit me for the first time in my life, it's an experience like I've never had before. I can't describe it. I can't explain it. It's impossible, to, but I know, I know what happened. Amen. The Holy Spirit hit me that night. Amen. And all I remember is that 5 o'clock service. I don't think they ever had the 7 o'clock service. There were several times that happened, but I, that was one of those nights, I believe. They never had the 7 o'clock service. We started at 5 o'clock in the youth service, and it went to 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what it was, but it, on, it lasted a long time. And the entire time, and I wasn't the only one, the entire time, I mean, I was in that same spot, on, the same, on that same spot on the floor, amen, speaking in tongues and receiving, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That was a moment that changed my life, amen. Brother Bubba. You see, there was, something, there, there, was, there was something that happened that night, and I can't explain it. I wish I could. There was something that happened that night that regardless of the times that I've turned away from God, regardless of the times that I went out and did my own thing, regardless of the times that I pushed back on God as I got older and said, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with this religion stuff. I, I, I've seen too much stuff in my life. I grew up with all this, and, I mean, I don't want, I don't want this anymore. I, I just want to push away from this. And, I mean, no matter how far and how hard I pushed against God, I mean, there was always something down on the inside of me, Brother Bubba, that knew there was an experience that had taken place in my life that I could not deny. I couldn't deny it. I can't deny it today. Amen. When somebody comes and tells, tries to tell me, man, this thing is not real, they will never be able to convince me of it. 
Because I've experienced it. Because I know it. As hard as I tried to push it out of my own mind, I couldn't do it. Because God had done something in my life. There was an experience that took place. Uh, amen. When Jesus, uh, amen, took me down in the spirit. Uh, amen. And baptized me in the Holy Ghost and fire. There was a change uh, that took place uh, on the inside of my life. I can't explain it, but I wouldn't change it for the world. As I got older, I turned away from God. I, I went away from Him and I began to do my own thing. And, you know, peer pressure and friends and... All the stuff that comes along with that, I decided that those things were more important than a relationship with God. But, but Bubba, I had to go through some stuff in my life. God put me through some things. I don't know. I'm glad he didn't give up, honestly. Because I don't know how many times God knocked on my heart's door and tried to say, you know where home is. You know where home is. Amen. Prodigal son, would you please come home? Come I don't know how many times he did that, but it's, right. it seemed like the more people would talk to me about it and the more people would try to influence me or try to push me to go to church, the harder I pushed back. Yep, Lord. I don't even know why I'm saying this. It's got nothing to do. It ain't in my notes. but I began to push harder and harder and harder against God. Because, I mean, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't want it. I didn't want to live it. Everything else was more important to me. The, the lifestyle that I was living, the things that I was doing, I thought was bringing me, as you said this morning, that pleasure, the joy, that happiness. When God touched my life, I won't go through the whole story. I've said it before and you guys know it. But when I, when I turned back to God and I repented of my sins, kneeling down beside my bed there in Baymanette, Alabama, my life was a wreck. Amen. My marriage was on the rocks. Amen. I, I wasn't the dad that I should be. I wasn't leading my family in the way that I knew that I should lead them, the way I'd been taught, the way my parents raised me. I wasn't the man of God that I should be. I was far from it. And as I knelt down and prayed, I asked God into my heart and into my life. He, he, he saved my soul. And I'm going to tell you what, that was a powerful experience. Amen. When he came back into my life, I mean, I can't explain it. It was like a breath of fresh air. I mean, it was like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. It was like, I mean, you could feel the chain. You could feel something happening, I mean, in my life. And and I knew it. I mean, it was real. I mean, that was a real change. I knew God come into my life, and I knew at that moment I was saved. I knew it. And I committed to God. I said, God, no matter what happens, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, I'll live for you for the rest of my life. If my wife don't live it, I'll live it. If mom don't live it, I'll live it. If dad don't live it, I'm going to live it. If nobody else lives it, I'm going to live You know. Whatever you, whatever you have for me to do, I'm just going to live for you. I'm just going I'm to, I'm all in. Because see, before, before I wasn't, I was kind of one of those that I was, I was kind of in. And it was, I was in when it was convenient, but then I was out when it wasn't convenient. And I was one of those that kind of played church a little bit. But when Jesus saved my soul, I knew 
There, there, there was some things that had happened in my life. I wish I could go through it all. I can't do it all. There was, there was times I was laying on a, on a surgical table and I didn't know whether I'd wake up again. There was times, I mean, I saw my, uh, my daughter being born uh, at one pound that I, I didn't know if I'd ever see her breathe again. I, there, were, there, there were things that had happened in my life, amen, that, were, that, that, that had brought me to this point to realize that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in my life, there is one solid rock that I can stand upon, and that's Jesus Christ. I, I knew that. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, in the, in the last 10, 12 years, whatever, amen, that has been now, amen, I'm going I'm to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, there's been some times, amen, Brother Willie, where I didn't know, amen, whether I could take another step. I didn't know whether, amen, I could hold on another day. I, did, I felt like I was at the end of my rope, amen, and there was no more knots left, amen, and I didn't know how I was going to get out, amen. There's been times that, I mean, it's not been easy, Brother Bob. As you said this morning, persecution come, trials come, tribulations come. I mean, things come in our lives, I mean, and it, and it seems like, I mean, they just continue to push us down, 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 I mean, but I, I've realized, I mean, and I know something, I mean, if, uh, if all this ended, I mean, today, uh, I'd still hold on to my faith in Jesus Christ uh, because I know uh, that's the only thing that really matters. It's the only thing that really matters. And as I was committed my life to God, and I was, I was, man, I, I'm, as I told you, man, I, I grew up in church, and I, I knew it, man, I, I could quote you the scriptures then, you know what I mean, dad, dad's told me many times, he said, I didn't, I didn't realize you were even paying attention when you were a kid, you know, but you can't really help but do it, right, you hear it over and over and over again, you hear those verses, and you hear those messages, and you hear those things, and they become ingrained in you. You don't, you don't think those kids are listening? Huh? Amen. Just ask them a few questions. Wait a few years. Amen. They'll, they'll let you know they're listening back there right now. Amen. They might be doodling on the phone or, amen, drawing with a crayon. Amen. But God's putting some word down inside of their lives. Amen. He did that with me. And I began to, I mean, I think about is, is God began to grow me. Uh, because, I, you know, he began to take me through a sanctification process, and he began to take me through, I mean, a growth process in my life, and, uh, I mean, I really got hungry for the Word of God, and I really got hungry for the things of God, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and I knew, in the back of my mind, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, you know, this, this baptism in the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the, the speaking in tongues, that experience that I had, you know, I, I was still, as much as I knew the Word of God, and, and I knew what the answer was, but I didn't want to I didn't really want to say it. I kept thinking in my mind, have I, have I ruined that experience for myself? Is that it? Because I got it one time. God poured out His Spirit upon me, baptized me in the Holy Spirit, and now I've turned away from Him for all these years. Am I really worthy to come back to God to ask Him to baptize me again? Does God even want to pour out a spirit upon me anymore am i really worthy of it is is there really anything left for me and if not that's okay you know what i mean i'm saved my name's on the roll i'm going to make it to heaven i'll go see my daughter amen hannah one day i'll be with her my family and everything and uh, as my children my family we all go on to heaven i mean i i'll be there that, that's the most important thing but i in the back of my mind i begin to think about god is is there more is there some more that you got in store for me? Yeah. I'm going to pray, and I've told this story many, many times, and I apologize for repeating it again, but uh, it, it's, and it, it's, these are the experiences that, that have just shaped my life. I was, 
I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop. I'm going to tell you the first thing I did. You know, the first thing I did, when I, when I got saved, when I recommitted my life to Christ, I had an old black 1993 BMW 325i, blacked out. All the trim package on it, little low-profile tires. You, know, you remember, y'all remember that car? Amen. Amen. And in the, in the back seat of that 1993 black BMW 325i, amen, I had a three-ring binder about that thick. Full of CDs. We still had CDs back then. I mean, that's, that's what we did. I mean, it was, I grew up on tapes and we, I didn't do eight tracks and I didn't do records, but uh, so some of y'all's got me beat there. But I mean, I, I grew up in, with, the, with the tapes. I mean, and we would record, we'd actually record stuff off the radio. You'd make your own tape, right? You make your own mixtape and you listen to it later. I mean, then we got CDs with our big stuff. So I had this three ring binder of CDs in the back seat of that black 1993 BMW 325i. And it was full of CDs that were not pleasing to God. And I knew it. On, I knew it. Tabitha can tell you, there was some, I'll just go ahead and say, there was some God-awful stuff in there, okay? Um, and uh, if I catch any of y'all yomans listening to it, I'm going to get all over you. If I catch <laughs> me. Amen. Amen. And so... <laughs> there, was some, there was some awful stuff in there. It really was. There, I mean, there was some... Borderline, if, if not all the way satanic, devilish. I listened to some heavy metal, rock and roll, some stuff that, uh, I mean, I hope and pray my kids never even listen to. And I, that was one of the first things that God began to convict me of when I got saved. I mean, it, I didn't have any problem, you know, pushing aside alcohol. I didn't really have any problem pushing aside, uh, you know, nicotine or cigarettes or anything like that. It was things like that in my life at different times, amen, but, amen, music was a huge part of my life, it's always been a huge part of my life, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and so I knew, and, and as God began to convict me, Holy Spirit began to convict me, this is the one thing God says, you got you to gotta make a decision right now, you got to turn loose of this, and it was almost immediate, I went out to that black 1993 BMW 325i and I got that three ring binder and I think temporarily I put it somewhere, I took it out of the car and put it somewhere, eventually, amen, it went in the garbage, it got destroyed, whatever the case was, I got rid of all that stuff. And I began to replace it with other things. And so I had to start all over again, right? I had to start making another three-ring binder, <laughs> amen, and started getting some Chris Tomlin and uh, started listening to some uh, Crab Family and started listening to, you know, this thing and that thing and whatever the case may be. And so one of my favorite songs, one of the most favorite things that, uh, that, that I loved, amen, and, and as God began to change my life, I mean, you never thought, tap the one of thought, amen, the music that I used to listen to that I would just be so excited about how great is our God, <laughs> You know, Chris Tomlin singing, how great is our God? I mean, going from ACDC or something else or Metallica to that, you know, it's like, what, what's happening in this guy's life? But there was something, I mean, that, there was something about that song. There was a spirit to it. I don't, I don't know what it was um, uh, that just spoke to me. I love it. Jacob, Jacob sang this morning. I love every time we sing that song. I mean, it just, I could just melt away into the Holy Spirit when, it, when we start singing that song. And uh, I'm in that black 1993 BMW 325i on my way home from work, and uh, I'm pulling into 402 West 15th Street, Baymanette, Alabama, 36507. Amen. I hit the button, amen, up there, and the, the garage is going up, and Chris Tomlin starts really hitting the hard part there of the, uh, of the course, amen, and he's really hitting, how great is our God. Uh, you know, the background vocals are going, amen, the music's hitting, uh, amen, just right. There wasn't anything 
anything else on my mind, Brother Bubba. I wasn't sitting there struggling in my mind going, am I worthy? Amen. Does God love me anymore? Does he care for, does he have anything, amen, for me to do? Amen. I I wasn't worried about any of those things. All I was saying was, uh, how great uh, is my God? Thank you, Jesus, uh, for saving my soul. Uh, Amen. When I rolled in, uh, amen, to the garage, uh, amen, the Holy Spirit came upon me. uh, Amen. The words, uh, amen, began to change, uh, amen, to a heavenly language. uh, Amen. He filled me with the baptism, amen, of the Holy Ghost and fire. In my black 1993 BMW 325i in my garage. (laughs) That's the God I serve. Amen. 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 I didn't have to trek up to some mountain somewhere. Amen. God is everywhere. He's in my car. He's in my house. Amen. He's here tonight. He filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you what, I don't know. I don't think anybody was home. I don't think Tabitha and them were home at the time. I don't, because I don't, when I pulled in, I don't think it was anybody else in the garage, if I remember. And Brother Bubba, I don't know how long I sat there in that car. Amen. And just worship and praise God. There was some other song on by the time I got done. I mean, it was done, moved on down the CD somewhere. But I had to flip it back one more time. <laughs> Amen. And listen to it again. And say, Lord, how great is our God. Amen. There was no other feeling like it, Brother Bubba. I thank God for saving my soul. It's the most important thing that he did in my life. Amen. But when he baptized me with the Holy Spirit and with fire, amen, there was a change on the inside of my life. See, he began to sanctify me. Amen. He began to burn out. I mean, that's, that's what the fire does sometimes. I mean, it'll burn out those impurities, those things in our life that don't need to be there. Amen. The Holy Spirit, amen, began to come into my life and begin to remove some things that needed to be removed. I mean, that, that fire began to ignite a passion in my life to begin to read a word of God and begin to study the word of God. Uh, amen. I, I started, amen, I said, I'm going to read it from the front to the back uh, as many times as I can do it. I'm going to get as much of the word of God in my life as I can get. Uh, amen. I'm going to memorize as many scriptures as I can get. I'm going to sing as many songs as I can sing. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pray as much as I can pray. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus as much as I can lift him up. Amen. There there, there was something in my life that brought a change. You see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not just about speaking in tongues. Because for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's like a badge of honor. It's like some spiritual badge of honor. I mean, and it's like you got the certain people that sit on the certain pews in church because they're super spiritual. (laughs) Amen. And everybody else has to sit on the other side or in the back or whatever the case may be. And amen, they've got this super spiritual attitude. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Amen. Because they say, well, I got it and you don't got it. That's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. It's not about tongue. I've seen people. (laughs) Lord, help me. I guess I'm going to do it. I've seen people stand up here in this church, amen, not anybody here tonight, I mean, today's the wrong way, but I've seen people stand up here in this church and try to get blah, 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 come on, blah, 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 go ahead, blah, 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 go ahead and say it, I promise you, come on, just go ahead, you got it, you got it, there it is, no, they didn't, amen, they're saying gaga goo goo. I mean, you're trying to get them to say, oh, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to move on. Oh, and they used to say, you know, you, you, wear, you wear a tie, you, you see my tie, I tie my tie. Amen. And they say, you say that really fast, and you keep saying it over and over again. Woo, there you go. Now you got the Holy Ghost. I mean, there it is. Fan it. Woo. They ain't got it. Some of them say, oh, I got a book. 
Hey, man, there's a book. Hey, man, I got. Hey, man, I'm going to give you this book. And it tells you in this book, it's 12 steps to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, I want you to read this book. I ain't going to get it. Talk about blaspheming the Holy Ghost. There's some people that are getting really close. What it's about, Brother Bubba, is a relationship with God and a power and an anointing that can come upon your life that is greater than anything you've ever experienced before. It's a sanctifying power. Amen. It, it's, 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 he's the Holy Spirit. Let's go through the list. The Holy Spirit is a sanctifier, the Bible says. He's a comforter. He's a teacher. Amen. He's a sustainer. I mean, basically everything that Jesus says for, he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit Amen. back to you. I'm going to heaven, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit Amen. back to you. He's going to be your comforter. He's going to be your sustainer. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be your teacher. You don't even worry about what to say. Because you get stuck in a moment where you don't even know what to say or how to respond. The Holy Spirit will just come in and remind you. He'll just speak through you. In fact, uh, sometimes you might even know, not know what to pray for. You may not even know how to pray for what you need. You may not know what you need. You may know what you need, but you may not be able to pray for it yourself. He said, I'll send the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and He will pray for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. You see, sometimes, Brother Bubba, I think as I'm speaking in tongues and, and worshiping God, is I'm lifting up, I'm, I'm saying, you know, just like in Acts chapter number 2, I'm declaring the wonderful works of God. And there's times when I'm by myself and, or I'm driving down a road or I'm here, amen, in worship, and sometimes the Holy Spirit just hits me and I begin to speak in other tongues. I believe I'm declaring the wonderful works of God. There's sometimes when I begin to pray, amen, that there's just a, there's a tension, there's a, there's a, it almost feels like there's a, an angst, a, there's something down on the inside of my spirit, amen, because there's a need in my life that is so strong, there's, there's, a, there's a desire for something, amen, I, I've, got, I've got to get to, to, to God, I've got to touch heaven, huh? amen, there's something, amen, there, and as I begin, amen, to groan, as I begin to pray, as I begin to seek God, huh? amen, the, the tongues begin to roll off, amen, the spirit begins to move, and I believe God, amen, is receiving that message in heaven. Amen. I may not understand it, but God does. Amen. There's something about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that once you experience it, you'll never forget it, and you'll never want to be without it. So I want to ask you this question tonight. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Truly. And if you say no, I'm not saying that. I'm not asking that question to embarrass you. I'm not, I'm not asking that question to, to point you out. I'm not doing any of that. I'm, in fact, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hands. I'm not going to ask anybody to say yes or no or amen or anything else. I just simply want to ask the question. I want you to answer it honestly. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If you can say yes to that question tonight, hey amen. Give God, I mean, just glorify and honor and praise God tonight, amen, because it's good. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this tonight or you're here tonight and you say, I don't even know whether there'll be a Holy Ghost. 
I've not experienced this Holy Ghost. I've not experienced it. I've, I've sought for it. I've seen other people get it. I've, I've, I've watched as, as other people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, but uh, me, myself, I, I've, I've not. Maybe even, maybe you've had a, maybe you've had a taste of the Holy Spirit, but you've not experienced the fullness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is. There is something that God has for you that you cannot even imagine. I wish I had I wish I could put into words what I want to say. There is something that God has in store for you that you can't even imagine or know. There's a there's a depth in Christ that you can experience that I, I can't put into words and explain to you. And I can't call you up here and blah, 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 blah. Brother Bubba can't do it. I can't, I can't give you a book. You, you can't go through 12 steps. You know what I think, Brother Bubba? Come on now. You know what I think it just really takes? It's just bullet down as simple as I can put it. It takes a desire, That's right. a hunger thirst to truly receive all that God has for us and the first step to do that is you got to believe you got to have faith you got to trust God just the same way that you receive salvation there's no formula there's no 12 steps there's, there's none of these things that are going to get you there the only thing that's going to get you there is faith believing hunger Surrendering. That's, right. that's it. I can't do it for you. Brother Bubba can't. I, I've, like I said, I've, I've said it earlier. That's why I said it. Hey Amen. I can stand up here. Brother Bubba can stand up here. And we can lay hands on you and we can spit and sputter and throw, we can throw oil on you and dump five gallon buckets and, hey amen, hoop and holler and do all kind of stuff. Hey Amen. But until you're ready, until you're hungry, until it's truly what you want, you'll never receive it. But I'm going to tell you something. In these last days, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come to a close. I really, I, I promise you I am. In these last days, you mentioned I didn't have the opportunity to go that night, but you went to, uh, to, to a church, amen, and a young man preached a message uh, on, on, a, on a very similar subject is, is we need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need it. There's more. God's got more. In this last day, if there ever was a time that we need it, it's now. Amen. And unfortunately, I see, I mean, Brother Bubba, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll be 42 this year. And I grew up in a Pentecostal church. I've, all I've known all my life is Pentecostalism, holiness, uh, whatever term uh, that you want to put on it. It's really all I've known uh, from the time I was little. Um, gone to other churches, done other denominations, done, done the whole thing, amen, but I've always come back to this type of church and this type of teaching and this type of belief because, again, I've experienced it and I can't deny it. It's real. 
If there ever was a time that we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit back in the church again, it's now. My goodness, do, do I need to go down? I don't think I need to go down the list. COVID-19, tip of the iceberg on what's going to happen to this planet. I heard somebody say the other day, not a Christian. He was a doctor. And it was his opinion. He may be wrong. He said he, he thinks probably one of the scariest things that is, that is out there today is chicken farms. You know how many chicken farms there are? You know how many chickens there are on this planet? how they raise those chickens, how they pump them up with growth hormones and they spit them out within a few weeks and right on your table. Hey Amen. All it would take was one of those bird flu, whatever you want to call it. Hey Amen. He said it wouldn't take much, hey Amen, to wipe out half the population of this planet. Come on, man. If you got the right flu at the right time with the right characteristics. COVID-19 going on right now. What is happening in our world? Well, y'all talked about it as y'all was coming into the service tonight. Our, our nation right now, is, is, it looks like we're on the brink of civil war. <laughs> yeah, and I told Tab there's a lot of people out there that are just fighting for fighting's sake. They just want to be part of something. <laughs> they don't even know what they're fighting for. <laughs> Man, there, there, there's all these things that are going on. People are being deceived left and right and if God helps me one night, we're going to preach a message on broken cisterns and all the false doctrine and the false teaching that is out there that is in the mainstream Christian media. It'll blow your mind. If there ever was a time we need the discernment, we need the power, we need the anointing, and we need the, the Spirit of God back in the church, it's right now. Uh, I've told you, man, I, I could sit here all night. Brother Bob said this morning, man, I, gotta I know i got to close, but i got so much I want to say. Man, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen preachers, Brother Bubba, amen, get so full of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That they took, no, I don't recommend this. But they took off running, jumped. I have to get to you, she's seen it. Amen. They took off running, amen, ran down the tops of the pews all the way to the back, turned around and came back and never missed a step. I've seen, I mean, I, I, I've seen miracles take place right before my eyes. I've seen healings take place right before my eyes. I've received healings in my own body instantly through the power of the Holy Spirit. I've seen God do mighty miracles and things in my life. I mean, I've seen people delivered of demonic possession. But can I be honest with you? You know, the last time that I saw that, I gotta stop and think. Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. I don't think it's because there are less demons out there today, and I don't think it's because there are less people who are demonically possessed or oppressed today. I think it's because. We may not have the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost like we used to have in the church. If there ever was a time, I mean, you preached on it. The man, I mean, that had the legion. How many people either just ignored him, pushed him to the side, said, 
We want nothing to do with this guy. This guy's crazy. He's a lunatic. Just let him out there. Let him live in the tombs. He ain't bothering nobody out there. We want nothing to do with this guy. He's a nut. That may need help. Behind all of that that was going on in his life, there was a soul. See, Jesus saw that. He went all the way across in the boat for that man. He delivered him. Set him free. I mean, how many people are bound up with drug addiction and pornography and, and alcoholism uh, and, and perversion and all kind of things in their life? How many people are wrapped up and tangled up and tied up in those things and are bound by them? And they need help. And you know the only one that can help them? They only got one hope, brother Bo. That's right. Amen. It's Jesus. That's right. But I'm scared to say I'm scared to ask the question is there enough power in the church to help them? You see, when the person's in that condition, they're not looking to, they're not looking for Jesus. They may not go on their own. They need me and you to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And I'm going if somebody were to walk through those doors right now, I know they're locked. <laughs> if somebody were to come to that door right now and knock on it, and asked to come in and be so bound up, tangled up, wrapped up in demonic oppression, possession, drug abuse, whatever. If, if they walked in by the Shorts Church or the, the first whatever church in whatever city, would there be enough of the power of God to help? Because see, that's really what it's all about. It's not about a badge of honor so I can say, here I am, look how super spiritual I am. I mean, look how many, now, look how many words I have when I speak in tongues. Did you hear that one? I rolled my R's. Did you? No. It ain't about that. It's about power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you so that you can be witnesses, Jesus said, in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and to the uttermost part of the earth. God has called us to be his hands and feet and to reach out to those that need it. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm going to tell you what, I mean, if I don't pray and I don't feel the Holy Spirit moving in my life, amen, uh, just about every day, I'm starting to figure out what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, Lord, I better get down. <laughs> amen. Lord, I better, just brother both said, I better get down and start repenting. Something's wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I want to feel the Holy Spirit, the Holy Presence in my life. But it's, it's more than that. It's about reaching people. It's about reaching Amen. the lost. It's about having the power, amen, for God to move in our lives, to do things in our lives that he would otherwise not be able to do. Amen. You say, well, what, what are you talking about? Well, the gifts of the Spirit are for the church. I have a hard time believing that God's going to use somebody in the gift of tongues who's not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. I guess he could do it. I never, can't say that I've seen it happen. Maybe it has. 
I believe God is calling us to get filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, amen. and to be ready, amen, for whatever it is that He calls us to do. Amen. When the moment arises, we got the power. We're ready, amen. When trouble and tribulation comes and the devil comes against us, we got some added power, amen. We can fight against him and say no. Amen. God's greater. It's not about me. It's about him. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. I know we got to go. I'm sorry. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, his main purpose and role in our lives is, is to point us to Christ. It's to lift up Christ. When we're lifting up ourselves, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's flesh. When people are pumping themselves up and pumping up their own egos and all those kind of things, that, that's nothing but the flesh. And they going to do it. It's going to come to nothing. Amen. The Holy Spirit, His purpose is to point people to Christ and to exalt Christ. See, Satan's going to twist all that up at the end. He's got an unholy trinity. Satan the Antichrist and the false prophet. And see, the role of the false prophet in end times is to promote the Antichrist. Right. To point people to him, look at this guy. Right. And it's a mimicry of the Holy Trinity. Right. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Because God the Holy Ghost, his role is to promote Jesus Christ, the true Christ, not the Antichrist. The true Christ. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? This is not how I envisioned preaching this message tonight, but it's how God led me. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm done tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this simple question again. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I've hope, I hope I've been able to get across to you tonight a couple things. Number one, in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've got to be saved. I hope I've also got across to you that, amen, although the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells inside of your temple when you are saved, that there's, a, there's, a, there's an added power, there's another experience, there's a, a baptism of the Holy Ghost that comes subsequent to or after. It's distinct from, separate from, your salvation experience. Just like these 12 men in Ephesus, who after they believed after they were disciples, after they were baptized in water, having been saved, Paul laid hands on them and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I hope I've been able to get across to you today that God wants to fill you and God wants to use you and God wants to bless you. That this is for every single believer. This is not just for a few elite. This is not just for a few people that God calls and decides these are the ones. It's for whosoever will. You may come and drink of the water of life freely when you're saved. Amen. This same power, this same baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to us, to every single believer in Jesus Christ. If you don't believe me, believe the words of Peter in Acts chapter number 2. For this promise is unto you and unto your children and to all those that are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes just for a minute? I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. I'm going to ask you to answer that question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If you cannot answer yes to that question, I'm going to ask you one more question. Do you want it tonight?
Do you want it tonight? I don't have it. It doesn't come in a bag or a box. It doesn't come in a book. It doesn't come in a program. It comes in seeking and desiring and then what God has in store for you tonight. So what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. I'm not going to ask you to, uh, I'm not going to do anything to try to embarrass anybody tonight. I'm just going to simply ask you, amen, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, don't have the Holy Ghost in your life and you want it tonight, amen, I'm going to lead us in prayer. And if you believe, amen, that, that God can do it for you and you desire it and you're seeking, it, you're seeking for it, uh, tonight I'm going to ask you just to pray, amen, in your own way right where you're at, to, amen, let God move in your life. If you're listening to us, uh, on an electronic device, amen, I, I believe God can move through that, whether it's live or recorded or anything else, amen, it's just like me, uh, in a black 1993 BMW 325i pulling into my garage, God can fill me with the Holy Spirit, amen, then He can fill you with the Holy Spirit, amen, in a deer stand or on a boat uh, or driving down the road or on your job, it doesn't matter, He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, Amen. I want to pray with us. And if you want the Holy Spirit and want the Holy Ghost, amen, surrender to Him tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we, God, we get ready to close this service or tonight, I know I didn't get this across the way that I wanted to, but uh, God, I know that uh, God, your Spirit is real. God, your anointing is real. God, your Word is real. Uh, God, tonight, and I pray and trust, God, that this Word has gotten over, gotten across. It has not gone out void, but it's gone out and accomplished what you've sent it out to do. Uh, God, tonight, God, if there's some here tonight that can't answer that question in the affirmative, God, that we say, have have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I mean, I pray God tonight, God, if there's some that say, no, I can't uh, say that I have. I, I haven't received it. I've been seeking for it, I, uh, and I, I've tried to pray for it before, but I haven't received it yet. I pray God tonight, God, that you would open up their hearts, open up their spirits, open up their lives, Lord, to be able to receive, God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost in their lives. If there's some here tonight, God, that it's been a long time, God, they've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They've had the presence of God in their lives, Lord. They've, they've spoken with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, Lord, but it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Now, God, it's been some, uh, a long period of time since they felt that Spirit and that presence in their lives, Lord. I pray, uh, God, tonight as we open up our hearts and open up our lives, God, to you, uh, God, that you would bring in, God, that breath, God, of life, Lord, that you would bring in, God, Lord, the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that you would bring in, God, Lord, that shower, God, that rain, God, of the Holy Ghost, God, down inside of our hearts and lives, Lord, tonight. God, I pray, God, that we would seek for it, God, Lord, that we would, God, if we, even if we don't receive it tonight, God, God, if the if the if the power of God doesn't come tonight, if the if the baptism doesn't come tonight, God, that we begin to seek, God, and we get a hunger, uh, God, and understand, God, our need, and, and and God to 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 reach out to you, God, and to God to seek for this added power, God, that uh, that you've got available for us, God, here on this Pentecost Sunday. God, I pray, God, today, God, that each and every one of us, God, would come to the point where we seek you for everything, God, that we have, God, and everything that you have for us, Lord. God, I pray, God, tonight, if there's somebody that is hungry right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God, and the Holy Ghost, God, it doesn't take a shout, doesn't take a swinging from the chandeliers, God. Lord, your Holy Spirit, God, can move into this place, God, right now, God, and begin to fill hearts and lives, God, with that added power, Lord, tonight. God, we ask you, Father, God, Lord, to continue, uh, God, to move in my life, God. I ask you, Lord, for more of the power, God, in my heart. 
Lord, in my life, God, tonight. God, fill me, God, with your spirit and your presence, God. Your, your, your disciples and your apostles, God, they didn't stop at just one experience. Uh, God, they got filled over and over and over and over again. God, there were multiple times, God, where they were baptized and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they had that experience. God, I want to I wanna have that experience with you, God, on a daily basis, Lord, on a weekly basis, God. Lord, every time we come into the house of God, Lord, I want to feel your presence and feel your spirit, God, in my life, Lord. I ask you, God, Lord, to touch us, bless us, be with us, uh, Father God, tonight, and we ask it, Lord, in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Is there anybody here tonight who wants amen, special prayer? Brother Jimmy, I got you. Anybody? Brother Rufus? Anybody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Rufus, do you mind if I ask a physical need or Heart between the shoulders. Amen. Hallelujah. Does anybody believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ? Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to stretch your hands toward Brother Rufus tonight. Amen. Amen. My brother needs a touch tonight. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, amen. You are, you are God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, God tonight. You are the healer, God tonight, Lord. You are Jehovah. Amen. You are mighty, God tonight, Lord. You are almighty, God tonight. God, you're able to heal, God. You're able to move. You're able to deliver, God tonight, God. You're able, God, to move this pain, God, that's in, God, between his shoulder blades, God tonight, Lord. You're able, God, Lord, to give the healing touch, God, that he needs, Father God. We ask you, Lord, God, let the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Power of God, uh, begin to flow into us like that same virtue uh, that Brother Bubba preached about this morning uh, as the lady reached out, uh, amen, and touched the hem of his garment. Uh, God, as we reach out and touch you, Jesus, Lord, tonight, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to heal, God, and move and bless God upon his life, God, tonight. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, uh, virtue of God, Lord, tonight, uh, God, touch, God, and move, God, on his life, God, that same healing power, God, that I felt, uh, God, last week, God, the same healing power, God, Brother Rufus, uh, God, I can feel tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 He's present to heal. Amen. We receive it, God, by faith for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray for Brother Jimmy. Dear Heavenly Father, God, tonight we pray for Brother Jimmy, God. We pray, God, for God Cadillac, God. We pray, God, for his heart and life, God. We pray, God, God touching physically, God, touching spiritually, touching, God, emotionally, God, touching mentally, God, financially, God, whatever he has need of, God, tonight. God, you're the need meter, God. Lord, you're the one that's able to take care of everything, God. Lord, in Jesus' name, God, tonight. Hallelujah. Well, ask somebody, is there anybody else tonight that needs, needs prayer wants prayer? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kobe, will you lift your hands and just begin to pray? And just begin to praise God. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, God, tonight, God, I know, Lord, tonight, God, that you've got a plan and a purpose, God, for this young man, God, that you've got, God, something in store, God, for him, God. I ask you, Lord, God, tonight, God, to touch him. 
God, uh, uh, spiritually, God, tonight, physically, God, whatever he has need of, Father, I ask you, Lord, God, to God to touch him, God, Lord, to help him, to strengthen him, God, to bless him, Lord, tonight. God, also, as he's in a mode of praise and worship, God, and glorify and honor you in you, God, we pray for Brother Chris, Lord, tonight, God. You know, God, what he's going through, what he's facing, God, with this leg, they don't know what the doctors are going to do. Are they going to have to do surgery again? Are they going to have to go in and fix this rod again? Are they going to have to replace it, God? Lord, we ask you, Lord, God, to touch Chris, Lord, tonight. Lord, you brought him, God, from over yonder to here. God, as Brother Bubba says, we know you're going to carry him, God, from here to over yonder. God, we ask you, Lord God, Lord, to touch him, God, tonight where he's at. Father, touch Sister Lisa, uh, God, as well. God, to continue to touch his family, Lord, and we thank you and praise you for it. God, in Jesus' precious, holy, wonderful name. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Unspoken request? Amen. God knows all about it. He's able to take care of it. Amen. Stretch your hands that way. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, God, you are the God of the unspoken requests, Lord, tonight. God, you know, God, uh, you said, God, before we even ask what we have need of, you already know, God. And, and uh, God, we thank you for that, God. We don't have to say it tonight, God, Lord, but we know we see the burden, God. We see the... Uh, God, the, the heart, God, that we have, Lord, tonight, God, and you see, God, the need that is there, Father, we ask you, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, tonight, God, just to take us, God, Lord, to where we need to be, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to meet the need, God, we ask you, Lord, God, Lord, to give us the answer, God, we ask you, Lord, God, Lord, to carry us through the valley, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to take us, uh, God, through the rough patch, God, we ask you, Lord, God, Lord, to save, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to deliver, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to move, we ask you, Jesus, God, to do what we're asking, God, tonight. God, we know that you're able to do it, God. You're a miracle-working God. Amen tonight. And we believe you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Amen. I'm going to ask y'all to do, if ain't nobody else, amen. I don't know if they still got live stream going or whatever, but amen. I'm going to ask you one more time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we share a meal at the table sometimes, so I ain't worried about you laying hands on and anoint me. <laughs> Amen. Wait, wait, wait. We live in, we live, almost live at the same address. Amen, so I ain't worried about Amen. that. Amen. I'm asking God to go ahead and continue to take care of whatever this is that's going on. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we give God a hand? I know he's done something in here tonight. I tell you, what a great message. Such an important part of being, uh, having salvation, you know. It's the evidence of, uh, of your salvation. You know, we should never find ourselves in a point with our walk with the Lord as satisfied. We should never be satisfied. 
We all need to strive for more. Strive for more. Run our cups over. I pray for that a lot of times. I pray for that many, many times. Lord, run my cup over, Lord. Lord, have me be what you want me to be. You know, we should all be saying that, right? That's what the message was tonight. Let's let's not be content. Let's keep let's keep asking for more. Keep asking almost almost to the point where it's almost you feel like you're bothering God. I tell you, if he'll go ahead and throw it on you, I tell you, you'll be ever so grateful for it. You'll be able to lay hands on the sick. You'll be able to raise the dead. He told us we could. His word said we could. He said we could do greater miracles than what he did. Now, that's something, ain't it? That's impressive. That's what the word says, and I'm crazy enough to believe it. I know he's touched my body many times. I know he's touched my family's body many times. I've seen him heal each and every one of you whenever you prayed. I mean, I know God's real. His power's real. The Holy Spirit is real. Let's pray for his anointing. Let's pray for each other. Let's pray for each other. Keep each other strong during this during this trying time right now. As Brother Tony said and as Brother uh, Bubba preached on this uh, the last time he preached, we need God now more than ever. In the situation we are in, we need the Holy Spirit more now than ever. We have ever needed him before. There's things happening all across this world that can't be explained unless you look into the into the Word of God. Then he's already told you what was coming. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.